So let me go ahead and begin. Um, we, we don't have a lot new to report since last month's town hall, um, but there are a few people that weren't on last town hall. So I'll go ahead and uh, and just jump in. Our usual format for this meeting is to just give you a, a brief update on what we've been working on since the last time we met with the town hall, uh, give you a preview of things to come, and give you a chance to ask any questions or provide feedback to us, whether good or bad. We really need to hear it all. So I will start by saying that we have 33 projects in progress right now, and that does not even count the ones for the claims database. That's just kind of the um, other kinds of projects. We're, we're plenty busy. Uh, and though we don't have um, production events that were new since last time we met, uh, it isn't that we haven't been working, that's for darn sure. So uh, I'll start with an update on our onboarding of the skilled nursing facilities. For those of you who are not aware, we are in the process of onboarding all of the skilled nursing facilities that use point-click care as their EHR. Um, the model of point-click care enables us to, um, it, it's a hub and spoke uh, model so that Onboarding PCC means that it's relatively easy, keyword is relative, <laughs> um, to onboard all users of PCC. Obviously, there's legal agreements that have to be um, executed and so forth. So of the 32 SNFs that we are targeting, 27 of them are live sending us ADTs, Admission Discharge Transfer Forms. That's the encounter information that is particularly valuable to the uh, um, ACOs. And so 27 out of 32 ain't so bad. Uh, we're still working on the, those last few stragglers. It has been more challenging to get them um, to send us CCDs that we can incorporate into the community health record. We do have eight of the 27 live sending us care summaries right now. Uh, we are having a lot of issues with the others in that they are not conformant to the standard. And uh, in a few cases, we've been able to sort of spot check what was wrong and say, okay, we can do a transformation on our end and take care of it. Uh, but the majority of them have so many issues that it's not possible for us to do that. So we have been working with Point Click Care and their partner, Redox, as well as the individual SNFs to try to get to the bottom of what are the problems with these uh, care summaries and what needs to be done to address those issues. Uh, we're going to keep at it because we do believe that uh, all information pertaining to the care of, of an individual is valuable to anybody else who has to care for them. And so getting as much data as possible into the community health record is always the target. So uh, you know, the 80-20 rule, you get 80% of the value or, or what is it? Yeah, the last 20% requires 80% of the effort or something like that. Anyway, we, we've got a lot of effort left <laughs> to get these uh, remaining ones conformant and get their data in the community health record, but we will keep working on it. 
Um, there are three projects that have turned out to be quite a lot more complicated than we had any idea they were going to be. Erica says she knows they were going to be that complicated. And I said, yeah, that's because you're smarter than the rest of us. Um, but this was the upgrade of fire to release four which is a precursor to some other uh, work that we wanted to do, including parsing claims data and care summaries and populating the community health record with not just documents, but with the individual data elements in those documents parsed into the correct place in the community health record where you see other data of the same type. There are two things in particular that we felt would be extremely valuable, and that is uh, point-of-care lab testing that's done in an office and not through one of the labs that we have an interface with. So any point-of-care testing done in provider offices, we are only ever going to get those results if they send us a care summary. But we hear over and over from the providers that the care summaries are too long, too convoluted, and they basically don't read them. And so we said, well, then the only way that we're going to really generate value is to break them apart so that you can put the lab data with all the other labs that we get from other sources. The other thing that we believed was going to be extremely valuable is being able to pull pharmacy data out of claims and display that in the community health record. That has really been the primary issue that has held all of this up for reasons that I don't understand because I'm not technical, but my technical experts could probably give you a very long answer. Uh, that's turned out to be quite a lot harder than, than certainly I anticipated. Uh, we're still plugging away at it, and we had hoped that we would be able, well, we originally hoped we would be live on this by uh, the end of June. That obviously didn't happen. Uh, we're hoping by the end of this month, we'll have it done, but that's still looking a little doubtful because we don't have a clear line of sight yet into why the problems that we're seeing are occurring. So this is another one that it's turned out to be harder than we bargained for, but we just keep plugging away at it and um, eventually we'll, we, we will work it out. Uh, the other big, big, big thing on our plate is a replacement of our community health record front end. Uh, as many of you are aware, Audacious Inquiry, who is the vendor for the tool that we've been using since we left Medicity, uh, has declared that they are no longer going to support that product. They are moving in a different direction as a company. And so by the end of December of 2023, we must be on an alternate solution in order to have something that is vendor supported. So uh, it's not a lot of time for us to make a transition for something that is absolutely our bread and butter and is the most single most used service that DIN offers. So we have completed requirements, uh, statements and user stories and those have been provided to vendors that we had an interest in. Um, because 
we have such a tight timeline to make the transition. We have not gone out with a full-blown RFP inviting anybody in the world to respond. We have discussed with four different vendors uh, the possibility of um, take, taking, taking us to the next step. Uh, the first thing we did, frankly, was ask Audacious Inquiry if they're not going to be supporting this application any longer, would they be willing to sell us the code? Uh, because users are happy with it uh, for you know reasons, whatever reasons, they didn't feel like they could do that. So that's off the table. Uh, there were three others we were looking at, and one of them, after receiving our requirements and user stories, said, no, we're not going to be able to bid. So we're down to two now that we believe are serious contenders. And if there's another one that we discover, we certainly will be willing to consider others. But um, right now, it, it's looking like it may be a bake-off between, between two, both of whom are wonderful. <laughs> so this may actually be a really hard decision. Uh, so more to come on that. Uh, in we intend to be finished with vendor selection by the end of December. And so it won't be very long before we start inviting our stakeholders and end users to participate with us in evaluating the options that we're looking at and giving us feedback on what you think of each one. So um, those of you who would be interested in participating in that, um, if you would, you you could drop a line in the chat here or send an email to any of us at DIN, uh, and we will make sure that uh, we let you know when we're ready to start seeing demos and uh, and give you the chance to participate in that if you would like. Uh, we're hoping then that by January, we will have selected our vendor, we will be well along in the contracting stage, and we will be ready to start doing the um, the implementation activities. That doesn't mean we start onboarding people instantly. There's a lot of a lot of behind the scenes work and testing and so forth that has to be done. But uh, we we hope we'll be starting all of that in January. That's certainly our intention. Uh, we continue to work with our Epic hospitals on um, a single sign on ish solution for Epic users. Uh, we have been exploring with Nemours the ability to query the data in DIN from eHealth Exchange. And there have been a few um, issues of, frankly, at times out. Uh, we got a lot of data and uh, it, it, it's been timing out before uh, the data could be retrieved. So there are some settings that will have to be adjusted and uh, we're working with Crisp, who we partner for that connection, and um, we'll you know stay tuned. More to come on that. Uh, the other very major thing we're involved in is our high trust certification. I think many of you are aware that has become the de facto gold standard in cybersecurity best practices. Uh, what the high trust organization has done is harmonized the cybersecurity standards from several different frameworks. And so if you're high trust certified, you can be pretty confident that you meet the certification or the cybersecurity requirements of any of these other frameworks. 
uh, it's it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. There are hundreds of controls that we have to produce documentation for. Uh, that work has started. We have uh, kicked off with our assessor. We are beginning to produce the evidence that they are requesting um, of our controls. And our intent is that all of the data will be submitted before Thanksgiving. And we hope that by the end of the calendar year, we will have gotten word back from the high trust organization uh, as to our certification status. So um, a lot of work going into this, and we've got a small team of people that are working like beavers to get it done. And so hats off to them. Uh, there are a number of other projects in flight or planned in the near future that are kind of one-offs for specific stakeholders. For example, um, Limestone MRI is making a change in their radiology information system, and so the interface between them and us needs to be updated accordingly. Ditto for MedExpress. They are updating their laboratory information system, and therefore our integration needs to be updated accordingly. Um, St. Francis is in the process of converting to EPIC. They are expected to be done by the end of October. And again, there's several interfaces with DIN that are impacted by that. So we're involved in that work. Uh, we know that public health is updating their DEERS system, which is their case reporting system. Uh, we don't have a timeline on it yet, but all of the hospitals do their um, electronic lab reporting and syndromic surveillance into the public health system through DIN. So once public health is ready to go live or get started on the implementation of their replacement for DEERS, we are absolutely going to have to be involved in that project as well. Uh, we have a grant that enables us to onboard Sun Behavioral Health as a sender of to data, again, for those who may not be familiar with that, uh, substance use disorder data is governed by privacy restrictions that are even more strict than HIPAA, and that they are under 42 CFR Part 2. So we shortcut that and call it Part 2 data. <laughs> um, it requires affirmative patient consent to share that data with anyone other than the organization that generated it. And so we have the consent tool. Uh, we now are ready to onboard behavioral health organizations who do substance use disorder treatment. And we've got a grant to do it with Sun. Uh, we are running into some scheduling issues. We had hoped to get started on that this month, but it involves, of course, that, that organization and their EHR vendor as well. So when you've got multiple parties that have to work together to schedule something, that it sometimes makes it a little more complex. So we don't have a firm timeline yet on that, but uh, we are hopeful that that will kick off very soon. Uh, we are also in the process of working with DOD and VA uh, for 
onboarding to access data through the eHealth Exchange. And ultimately, we'll be able to access DOD and VA data as well. That will be a part of the work in implementing our new CHR is a query and retrieve connection to eHealth Exchange, not just a um, response. So uh, that will be an important um, step forward for us uh, as we implement the new community health record front end. Uh, the claims database continues to be a very, very busy line of work for us. As I mentioned last month, Rich Schroeder, who had been our director of data analytics, is no longer with DIN. Randy Farmer, our chief operating officer, is filling in as our director of data analytics until we are able to fill the position. We are in the process of a rigorous market assessment of the health data analytics environment. We are going to be looking at who else is in that space, what services are they offering, what tools do they use, what are their business models and price points. Um, and we'll also be looking at our technology stack to ensure that it is appropriate for the work that we're trying to do and looking at our um, staffing and skill mix and do we have enough warm bodies <laughs> uh, to, to do the things that, um, that you know, we are very ambitious that we would like to be able to do. Uh, we have quite a few projects in flight with the claims database. The majority of them are for state agencies, but not all. Um, roughly 10% of our claims uh, projects are coming from organizations outside the state. So we are eager to grow that um, segment, um, believe that there is value there that others could be um, experiencing as well. And uh, we're kind of looking to see what do we have to do to make this a more attractive service to others besides the state agencies? So more to come on that as we as we get learnings from our market assessment. We've also, as a part of our five-year strategic plan, been going out to our major stakeholder organizations and meeting with not only their technology staff, but their business leaders of the different business units to say, you know, how can DIN help you? What keeps you awake at night? And what problems could DIN possibly help you solve? We've gotten some wonderful feedback and some wonderful suggestions. And so we're looking hard at all of the things that we've gotten out of those conversations and saying, uh, let's look at how we're going to how we're going to do those things. Some of them will require cooperation from others. Um, and that's always trickier. Some of them are things that probably DIN can just do. Um, it's a matter of finding, you know, time and bandwidth and so forth. But uh, that's uh, that, that's kind of uh, where, where we are with that. We've also been doing a number of internal projects, things that, that are not customer facing, but that are intended to make us more efficient. For example, we've been able to uh, convert about 50 hours a month of manual work into something that's automated. So that just freed up, you know, 50 hours a month. Um, that's, you know, that's 50 hours that we can spend on uh, more productive things, on more uh, 
meaningful things. Uh, we're not stopping there. We're constantly looking for where can we get more efficient? Where can we automate processes that are taking up a lot of time? And we're hoping that by the end of the year, uh, we have an organizational goal that this year we want to reclaim 200 hours a month uh, in manual work and get it automated. So we've made a good start on it, but more to come. So uh, that's our busy little lives here at DIN. And I will pause and ask if any of you have any questions or have any feedback for us. Is there anything that you feel like we should be doing that we aren't or that we shouldn't be doing that we are or that we need to do better? Okay. Well, uh, not hearing any feedback, so I guess we'll call it a wrap. I hope these uh, sessions are helpful. And uh, the next uh, town hall is November 9th, same, same time at 11 o'clock, first Wednesday of the month or second Wednesday of the month, sorry. So um, hopefully we'll see you on November 9th.